Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, this is Steph here at Pastor Adam. I am here as well. Hello. We're here with another episode for your Messy Walk podcast yep. listening. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in the series, Things I Wish I Would Have Known When I Started Following Jesus. And last week was awesome. I really enjoyed that conversation. Um, it was episode 127, Most People Don't Pray Well. Yes, that was a very good one. It's extremely helpful. Um, mm-hmm. And I enjoyed recording that one, but I also... Um, I struggle with that, right? Like we talked, yes. we said most people struggle with prayer. So everything we just said in there is really helpful for me. Um, and I'll guarantee you I will go back to that episode, and that episode very well could turn into a full-blown sermon at some point, right? That, it totally it was just should. good stuff. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. really good stuff. So, good reminders for wherever you're at in your walk. Absolutely. So go back and take a look at that one, and it's definitely something I wish I would have known or somebody would have told me when I first started following Jesus. And so – that, would you say that was 127? Yeah. Yes. Last week's episode. Yep. Number six. Yep. So what are we doing today? Now we're on episode 128, and this is number seven. Things I wish I would have known when I started following Jesus is that some people won't share your excitement. Some people will not share your excitement. So maybe, I think I see this play out all the time as a, as a pastor, um, but also uh, I remember it in my life too, that maybe your, your conversion to Christ was powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. And emotional, most people it is, right? Um, The vast majority of people, it is a powerful emotional moment. Now, regardless whether you recognize the power in the moment, it is a powerful moment, and it is very exciting. Yeah. Um, Because you're crossing over from death to life, you know what I mean? So from darkness to the light, like from, from, you know, death to life is a big, big deal. And so it's a big, big deal when you become a Christ follower, and it's very exciting. And so maybe your conversion to Christ was very powerful, um, you know, maybe a friend shared Jesus with you, and next thing you know, you're getting saved, you're giving your life to the Lord, and you're starting to follow Jesus, and you get all pumped up about it, and it becomes it becomes a priority because because like the way we say it at Union is found people find people, yeah. right? Um, the bottom line of that is is when you when you experience something that changes your life, you want to share it with other people. Right? Yes, you do. I mean, why would you not? Right? When you experience, when you go eat at a great restaurant, you can't wait to tell somebody, oh, you got to go eat here. Oh, and you're right? getting pictures too. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my gosh, you got to eat here. You got to try this. Like, you have a new recipe and it's like, oh my gosh, I love this and you got to try it. Or, you know, whatever it may be. Like, there's, oh, you watch a show, you, you end up watching some show and yes. then you're like, somebody's like, um, I need, what do people say online still? I need, uh, I need somebody to give me some recommendations for my next Netflix binge or yeah. whatever it is, right? They you know do all, like, the time, all the time, yeah. Like, what should we watch next? And then you watch the comments, and everybody's like, OMG, you have to watch this show. You have to see this, the right? The Summer I Turned Pretty right. yes, or exactly. whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah. Olivia loves that. Yeah. Um, or The Outer Banks. Olivia likes oh, Outer yes. Banks. Oh, Stuff like that. And then it even happens with me, and I'm not even, I don't even get in those conversations online, right? Because we can't stream because we live in the sticks and we ain't got no internet. We have to stand outside with one foot up in the air to make a phone call. So we yeah. can't, like, we cannot purchase internet at our home except for satellite internet, which is too expensive and it's horrible anyway. So <laughs> we can't stream nothing. But I will find myself in conversations with like older guys and we're talking about all the History Channel shows. And they're like, oh, you got to watch this one. If you like that one, you got to watch this one. So when we experience <laughs> something that changed our life, 
we have to tell other people, right? I mean, that's why that's why people write awesome reviews online about products they buy on Amazon, right? Because they you just you get excited, be like, oh, this is the greatest ever. I have to I have to talk about it. So it makes sense. So when you have a, a you know a moment with Christ and you get excited, and so you get so excited to tell other people, right? Which you ought to. You ought to be. Um, and we're supposed to be sharing the good word, bringing people into the family of God. Like that's a task that we have. Like Jesus gave us a, a commission, and yeah. that commission is to go and make disciples, right? And so that is our job. It is our purpose in life. And so you should be excited about it. And you should be doing it. Um, but there might be times when your evangelism gets kind of obnoxious, or or you you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it can be annoying. Um, but what you'll see is is that. It may be hard to understand why some people, or some is nice. We said some is the title. Some is nice. Why most people don't seem to share your same excitement, right? Like they just don't seem to be so excited about it or so enthusiastic about it. Maybe it's somebody who doesn't know Jesus, and you can't understand why they wouldn't want to know Jesus, right? Or maybe it's somebody that does know Jesus, and you can't understand why they're not as excited about their faith as as you are, right? Because you're yeah. all pumped up. Um, and and maybe what maybe what would be nice to hear is that um, that you know, hey, look up front, everybody's not going to be as excited as you are. Um, so don't let that. Um, defeat you in your evangelism efforts. Yeah. Right? Like, don't let that right. tear down you sharing your faith, you being positive about your faith, you being excited about your faith, but then you also sharing that faith with people who don't know. Like, don't let that defeat you. Yeah, because you're not doing um, it for the approval of man. Absolutely. I've seen so many Christians where they get saved, they get fired up, they get excited, and then the people around them don't share the same excitement, and then all of a sudden they feel defeated. They They even question it. They even go start questioning their faith then. They get like... They're like thinking to themselves, well, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe this is not that big a deal. Maybe I shouldn't share. Maybe I should keep my mouth shut. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they start to get defeated real quick. And the next thing you know, they don't want to share their faith because the last 10 people that they talked to about it weren't as excited as they were. Yeah. It's like, like, why can't I have the same uh, response as other people that talk about Christ? Why can't I get the... the, I guess I, why can't I feel liked, or why can't I feel like my what I say is making an impact? Yeah, as much as this other person, you yeah. end up defeated by it, mm-hmm. you know, and then then you're not then you're not sharing your faith, and then it starts to affect your excitement. So I think you need to know up front. So if you're a new follower of Jesus, know this up front, and if you're an old follower of Jesus, you may have forgotten this or didn't realize that nobody ever told you. So let us be the ones to tell you that we're going to our title of our episode is some, but I'm going to say most. Most <laughs> yeah. people won't. Um, share your same excitement. No. Like they're probably not going to, at least not at the same time that you have it, right? Like they may be excited at a different time, um, but not at the same time as you are. So what I want to do is we're going to turn the tables a little bit. We're going to throw uh, Steph in the hot seat and I want to ask her some questions and see what she thinks about this. I only got one question because I'm not very good at the hosting <laughs> side of things. So this might be a short episode, um, but Steph, why why do you think? What are some reasons? Um, and you can give as many as you want. What are some reasons why you think um, when you share your excitement about Jesus that, or just excitement in general that people don't always share that same excitement? What do you think? Well, if I'm going to start this off, I think I should start with like when I started fully like following Christ yeah. in my 20s, my early 20s. Because like I was following Christ, but it took an event to happen for mm-hmm. me to start getting serious about my walk. 
And then once I started um, following Jesus and I started learning more about him and getting so excited, I was wanting to find people my age to share that excitement with. And it was like that wasn't the cool thing at the time. Mm. And that was like over a decade ago. Now, when you see it, like Christianity everywhere now with social media and with like what I was telling you earlier, um, you've got merch now, you've got podcasts, you got things that make it more appealing. But sometimes people are just not going to share your excitement because they're just not at that point in their life. Yeah. So age, Mm -hmm. right? Like or or stage Mm -hmm. of life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you found yourself. So if you couldn't find young people when you're excited, you who did you talk to about it then? Like I actually had older friends from church. I would go to their house and I would hang out and I would talk about Jesus, um, including y'all. Yeah, like y'all were the main people I would hang out with, or just older people in general. Because let's be real, y'all. Y'all can hate on them all you want, but hanging out with people that are older than you is actually a great thing to do. And you find you have more in common than you than you know. Absolutely, especially there's a, yeah. There's a lot. If you have somebody older who's willing and able and wanting to, the wisdom that they have, the things that they've walked through, right? Like mm-hmm. the things that they've experienced, especially if they're honest. So if they're willing to be, you find some older Christians around you that are willing to be honest. You have a gold mine. Yes, right? you have a gold mine, and don't don't discount that the Bible talks a lot about wisdom. Right? There's yeah. a lot of said about wisdom. And wisdom's important to know. Like that there's a difference between wisdom and knowledge. Right? Mm-hmm. Knowledge and wisdom are not the same thing. Um, knowledge is just you know something. Like wisdom yeah. is actually knowledge walked out. Right? Yeah. Like wisdom is knowledge that you actually walk out and live. You know what I mean? So yes. you can show me somebody like there's a gazillion people online who will tell you how to raise godly kids and they ain't got no godly kids. Or they've got like a two-year-old at the house, right? Yeah. Um, they may have some knowledge about how to raise godly kids, right? They may have degrees in it or whatever, but they ain't got true wisdom in it yet because they ain't actually walked out that knowledge. You know what I mean? And so the, the you're right. Other people, older people in your life, man, they get hated on. We all hate on people older than we us. We all right? do, yeah. yeah. We all, older people tend to hate on the younger generation. Younger generations tend to hate on the older people. It's just part of the generation battle, right? But... You're right. Um, so you think that stage of life um, may affect somebody being as excited as you are? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, especially when you're younger, you get to a certain age, you want everyone to take you seriously as an adult. And you want everyone also to see that you're fun and you're doing the fun things. Yeah, true. Especially true. like when I was getting ready to hit college, I was like, the thing was clubbing. And it was like, you had to go clubbing. Right. You had to have your pictures on Facebook. You had to have your albums after you went out. Like, <laughs> me and my girls just went out. You know, that was the photo thing. Photo dump. Yeah, photo. Right. Now it's photo dump. Now it's but photo yeah, dump. Back, back then, then, it was an album. It was like 300 photos of one night out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had the um, picnic app. It's like you were <laughs> editing your photos with all these random things. But yes. <laughs> That's funny. So, so stage of life for sure. Yes. And do you think that then another reason, so just to piggyback on that one, that it's not just stage of life or why people aren't as excited as you are, but it would also be like stuff they're going through? Absolutely. Stuff they're going through because like if someone suddenly sees that you have this joy in the Lord and you have this, this new found faith and like you're feeling refreshed, if they're down and out, or whatever they're not gonna they're not gonna be excited with you because they don't get it. Yeah, 
you know. So they're walking through something or whatever mm-hmm. that that is just not. It's not necessarily stage of life. It's I guess phase. Yeah. Of life, like if they're if they're in the middle of some serious struggle or some sort of you know down and out, grinded out kind of period in their life, they may not share the same excitement with you. No, right. they may not. Yeah. So it, it doesn't have to be that they're in some big struggle. It yeah. just may be that they're in a part of their life at that moment where they're not excited about anything. Yeah. You know, what are some other reasons you think people uh, may not share your excitement? Another thing that I was like thinking about as we were talking was that people might associate you with your old self. They don't want to get past oh, your is, past self one. or, well, I'll get to that in a second, but yes, that part. Yeah. That's a good one. So that they, they are kind of stuck on, well, this ain't who you used to be, or I know yeah. who you really are. Yeah, it's like, I don't know who you really are, or I don't want you to change. The way you are is just fine. Uh-huh. So it's two sides to that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. So there's a, there's a level of, maybe there's a level of, um, I'm not sharing in your excitement in this because I don't know if that's really who you are. Yeah. Or Like, I know what you've done. Right. Or... I don't. I don't want to be around. I don't. I don't necessarily want to be with you on that. Like I want you to be like you were before. Yeah. Like, well, they'll be like, oh, well, I can't crack a beer around you now, or yeah. I can't talk about this with you now, or things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that pain's real. I know that pain. So, I, I can tell you what happens to me anytime we go to a cookout of any sort, or we go to a restaurant. Virtually all restaurants have bars. Right, I mean virtually. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a if it's a sit down restaurant, it's got a bar, um, or a cookout. We go to a barbecue, a wedding, anything. Right, where it's anything where it's not obvious that I am a pastor. You know, so if I'm the one doing the wedding, that wedding doesn't count. But if I'm going to the wedding, then it counts, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so it'll happen inevitably. It'll always happen. We'll be standing in some group somewhere. Somebody will ask me, "What do you do for a living?" You know. Um, and I'll say I'm a pastor, and they'll immediately hide the beer in their hand or feel uncomfortable about the beer in their hand, right? Every single yeah. time, you know what I mean? So I feel that. I feel that. Um, so it's like people are either they question who you were before, and that makes them not get excited, or they don't necessarily want to be friends with you, or they don't know how to act. Yeah, you know, right. They don't know how to act because they don't necessarily share the same. Yeah, they want you to be the same, and they don't want you to change in a way that they can't be themselves with you. That makes sense. They think you're going to just automatically judge them now, or like you you want to be done with them, or you know what I mean. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So they immediately start to think about it in their own terms. Yeah. Of how it affects them versus how it's affecting you, right? Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I didn't even think of that one. That's a great one. What else you got? That was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, HS. Thank you. Um, another one is you've been hurt by someone that has, you know, had that faith. Mm. So when someone's getting excited, you'll be like, well, I know someone that was just like that and they've hurt me. Yeah. You know, we do excited. that so often where we, I don't know the right word, um, but we typecast people or we project we project what something happened with somebody else onto that person. Like, for example, um, and this is kind of off topic, but it, go with it. Um, if you if you had a distant father, you tend to, whether you know it or not, project that uh, distant father image onto uh, God. Yeah. Right. Um, you also can project that onto people that are around you. Like, you know, if you had a distant father, then all of a sudden you're dating somebody. 
you can tend to, to automatically assume that, that part of being a man is being distant, right? Or if you had a, if you had a father who um, uh, yelled at you all the time and was a disciplinarian, then you tend to project onto God that God is a disciplinarian, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or you end up projecting onto other people or men around you. I'm just picking men because it's just where I went. Um, you know, that, that that's part of being a man, that you have to be loud and a disciplinarian, right? You know what I mean? So you project those things. And so I, I think we do this all the time where we go, well, I've met Christians before. <laughs> and so now, yeah. you're, now you're a Christ follower, so this is what you're going to turn into. You're going to be just like them. Yeah, and then you immediately start to assume that about you, like that, like you're going to, you're only going to care about your faith, and you're you're not going to do nothing fun anymore, and you're going to want to go to only go to church. You're not going to go with me here anymore. Do this, yeah, whatever it is, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a really good one. I never thought of that. That that would keep somebody from being excited because they immediately you tell them of this new thing in your life, right? And they now just think about um, other people that they've met that are like that. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That might be your best one, the whole one. What else you got? What else you got? Okay, so another one, this might seem kind of off, but I was just talking to Adam about something similar. But when you're like first starting to follow follow Christ, you're on fire. You're like so excited. You're telling everyone. You're posting about it. Your zeal is high. You're showing like, you're just showing a different side of you. But there's times where people that have been following Christ for a while, they might not show that much excitement for you because they might be in a place in their walk where they don't feel as connected mm-hmm. to God or they don't have that zeal. So like they're in a, yeah. dry, they're in a dry season. Yeah. We talked about this recently. Yeah. I can't remember what episodes it was, it was, but it's been recent. It's been in this series um, about the fact that there are spiritual highs and lows, that there are mountains and there are valleys. Yes. I can't remember what episode that was, but it was it's been in the 120s somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that we all walk through these phases. And so you might be walking through a phase where you're on the mountain and the person that you're sharing it with in that moment or the people you're sharing it with in that moment happen to be in a valley. You yeah. Know? And they're in this desert dry season, which we talked about the fact that some of those seasons come from sin and some of them don't. Right there are season. There are some seasons where God will take you through a spiritual desert or uh, a spiritual valley on purpose um, to grow you in your faith, to get your attention, whatever it is that God does. I don't know. I can't pretend to understand. But so, so the people that you happen to be sharing it with are further along in that. They also, it also could not be a negative. Yeah. It could also not be that they're in a valley or yeah. that they're spiritually dry. It could just be that they, um, their faith is greater. Yeah. And so their zeal is not as like they're not they're not running on their emotions as much as you are. That's a that good one. Sense? Yes, that yeah, that's sense? good. Yeah. So like you're running high on your emotions and you're all excited, right? Yeah. And, and your faith is is actually small. Let's just be real. We talked right? about that earlier yeah, too. Yeah, we did. And so you're running high high on your emotions. Mm-hmm. And they ain't running on their they're they're taking their faith by day to day and actions and it's just cemented more. Yeah. And it's not it's not going with the highs and the lows of emotions. That's right? good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we, we preached we preached something recently. I can't remember what it was that I preached. Um and one of the things I talked about in a message was um, you know, faith is not determined by how excited you are at the beginning. Like faith is yeah. really proven out by your endurance to the end. Yes. You know what I mean? Like 
like you pushing through. So- I don't remember. I said it better than that in the message because I get to because <laughs> I write it all down and prepare for it. But um, you know, it, 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 faith's not really measured by how excited you get in the beginning. There's lots of people who come to Jesus and they're super excited in the beginning and it fades out. And one of the reasons it fades out completely, like they walk away completely, is because it was based on emotions to begin with. It wasn't really based on true surrender. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's based on emotions. Not, not not everybody. I'm not saying that's always the case. Right. But but just because somebody is not super like over the top crazy in the moment about their faith that's super uber duper excited does not mean that there's not strong faith built there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I have found that um, – People who are over the top are almost always heavily driven by their emotions anyway. That's um, right. Because And I know this because I'm like this. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a very emotionally driven person, and so I struggle with this a lot too. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll pop up high and pop up low quick with regard to my faith, um, even though I've been following Jesus for a long time. And obviously I have pushed all my chips in on the kingdom of God, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm all in. But I struggle with emotions, too. And I've found that a lot of times people who are really emotionally high about their faith um, are people who are naturally driven by emotion anyway. Yeah. So that might lead us to another one that, that I thought of was it may just be personality style. That's right? a good one, yeah. Like it may just be personality style. Maybe that this person ain't never super excited about these. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I, They're I, just vibing. You know who I think about? I think about your husband. That's who I think about. Like, <laughs> Jonathan is the most steady. Hey, Jonathan, he'll be listening. Hey, Jonathan. Jonathan is the most steady person, personality-wise, I think I have ever met. Like, he is just <laughs> steady, right? If you see him and he's, um, like, I don't think I've ever seen him, like, over-the-top excited or over-the-top down. And I have and I have walked with him through some tough crap, too. Yeah. And, and we've shared, you know, Jonathan's been a part of Union for a long time. We've mm-hmm. had some awesome Sundays where I'm on the stage and he's in the tech booth and a bunch of people get saved, people get baptized. Like, it's a big moment, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And and I'll be, like, all crazy, excited, and Jonathan's just steady. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, he's just – that's just him. Yeah. Um, and I admire it so much. I'm not picking I on it. I do, too. Like, I admire it mm-hmm. um, because it, it just seems like such a better way to live um, and to be than – Highs and lows, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm the high low. He's the steady. Coming in hot, (laughs) you know, going out slow. Like you know what I mean. Like he's just smooth and steady. Um, So it might it might not be anything negative at all. Yeah, it may just be personality styles, right? You know, Mm -hmm. and or or I don't like I don't hate using the word personality all the time. Um, It may just be temperament. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just somebody's temperament that they're not going to be the person. Like when they look at you and they go, "Oh, great." but they don't get all crazy about it, that they really mean, oh, great. Like, they really mean it. Yeah, and yeah. And their temperament is just to be steady. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it just may be the case. And sometimes, I mean, personally for me, like sometimes people will share things with me that they're excited about, and I might be happy for them, but I might not be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy for you. And then I feel fake about it. I'm like, no, I was happy for them. I just did not show it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's great, right? Yeah. You really mean it. Like, you're not saying it in a negative way. You really yeah. mean it, but... You know, I think about Jonathan a lot like that. Um, and it's, it's, I'm sure that you guys listen and you can think about people in your life that are like that too. So it may just be personality style of why and temperament of why they don't aren't uber excited as well. You right. Know what I mean? Doesn't have to be negative. Yeah. I mean, some people are just uh, just chill. Like I think about one of our drummers at, at Union. His name is Steve. Um, I don't know if Steve listens, but he drummed this past week. 
Oh, yeah, Steve. Steve's like mm-hmm. Jonathan. I mean, dude is chill all the time, right? I mean, he's just, he he's just steady and strong and chill, and he's not going to smile a whole lot. He's not going to frown a whole lot. He's just kind of in the middle, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a good personality. It's a good temperament. And so if I shared something, I was super – this happens a lot where I'll be backstage or something, you know, and I'll be like, man, I was a good service. And somebody like a somebody like a Steve who has that temperament will be like, yes, it was good. And they mean it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, But then another person, like Felice, who will be back there and she'll be like, oh, my God, this is great. You know what I'm saying? She's yes. losing her mind, right? She is such a fun personality. Um, you know, it's so it, it doesn't mean that either one of them are negative and not sharing in the right. excitement. That's I mean. right. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. One I thought of, too. Can I throw one in? Or you got, yeah, you no, got honestly, I think I'm about tapped out, All so right. you keep going. I got, I got another one. Then we'll wrap up. Um, another one I thought of is that uh, people are jealous. Oh, that's a good one. Like they're jealous, they're envious. Um, they want what you have, they don't have it, and so it's hard for them to get excited about it because they would like it for the for it to be them. And I ain't saying nothing ugly. We all get like this about all kinds of stuff, right? There's been tons of times. I remember when Valerie and I were trying to have children, and Valerie has spina bifida. That's my wife, Valerie. She has spina bifida. She's born with spina bifida, and so she's had. Um, Tons of surgeries, and as a child, as a baby, all these things, tons of radiation from x-rays and stuff. And so her Mm -hmm. whole life, she's been told that she would not be able to have kids because of the radiation levels and all that stuff. Um, And the issues with her back and all those things. Like, even if you could, you're not going to be able to conceive a kid, and even if you could conceive a kid, you won't be able to carry the kid, and you know, all these things. Um, And so, you know, Valerie's a woman of faith, and her mom was a woman of faith, and so... When we got married, you know, we started having children and we're trying to, you know, after about four years and we got pregnant the first time. We're super excited and Valerie had a miscarriage. Um, We found out we were miscarried on our anniversary, right? Um, Wow. And then the next year rolls around, we get pregnant again and we miscarry again and we find out on our anniversary again, two years in a row that we had miscarried. And then there was another one. After that, that we don't know for sure if it was a miscarriage, but we think it was kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so Valerie's in this moment of we're never going to have kids, never going to have kids. You know, it's just they're right. It's just what it is. And so we go in for the little, the little first little heart check sonogram thing on Miss Olivia, who is, uh, <laughs> who is by the time this episode airs, will be driving on her own. Oh my um, gosh! Because as of the recording right now, she's driving in like three days, four days, and so. Um, we go in for that little thing, and Valerie doesn't even look at the screen. She just says to the doctor, and I'm standing there, of course, with her, and she says to the doctor, and she says, just go ahead and tell me it's gone, right? And it wasn't, of course. And a little heart, Olivia's little heartbeat was beating like crazy, and her head was oh. all, her head was already huge in the, in, <laughs> in the sonogram. It was already massive. Anyway, um, so it was awesome. But I remember during that period of time of us having those miscarriages that when somebody would tell us that they were having babies – you know, that they could, that they were pregnant. We would mm-hmm. be like, oh, we're so happy for you. But in our hearts and probably also in our actions, we were just jealous. Yeah. You know, we were just envious. Um, and that's a real thing. And so maybe sometimes people are, um, want what you have and they don't have it. And, yeah. and they don't see how they can have it. And so they're jealous or envious of it. Um, maybe not in a horrible, nasty way. Like every time we say jealousy or envy, we think of these, of this nasty, seven-headed, seven deadly sins-headed monster, right? Yeah. But some, a lot of times, jealousy and envy just comes from 
hurt and pain of wanting that in their life too, and they don't have it. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. Um, so it's like it's not like we weren't happy for those people, but we were about as happy as we could be in the state of what we were walking through and us wanting to have what they have. You know what I'm saying? So I think sometimes it's just jealousy, just envy. Um, that's another one I thought of. You got any more? You think any more? We tapped out. I can't out. think of any more. All right, so here's what we want to do. We'll wrap this up. So we gave you a bunch. Here's the whole point of this episode. The whole point of this episode is, one, so you know that some people won't share your excitement. And so because they don't share excitement, what we're trying to convey with what we just did is that maybe what that means is that we should have empathy for them. Yeah. Right? Maybe instead of us just getting annoyed and irritating and saying stupid stuff like, the world don't want Jesus. Nobody wants Jesus. It's just right. me and Jesus, right? You know, And instead of getting annoyed at people not sharing your excitement, how about we turn this into empathy of why that they would be in a spot where they couldn't share your excitement, right? That's right. Because I think if you're empathetic towards someone, and this ties back into last week's episode, if you're empathetic towards someone, it will drive you to pray for them, right? And, yeah. And maybe you can pray not that they would have your same excitement, but that whatever's causing them not to be as on fire as you are for the Lord or whatever, that that the Holy Spirit will work in them in whatever that is, right? And so it just cause us to have empathy for them. And I think that's a good reason why we brought up ones like you brought up, because it shows us that not all of them are because they're evil, bad people, right? Or right. they're sinful people, like, like the temperament thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe they're just different than you are. And yeah. so let's try to turn this into empathy for other people. I think that we can always – you will always become more like Jesus when you are empathetic towards people um, because Jesus' whole existence – walking around on this earth, was empathy towards us, right? He became one of us. He walked our struggles and sins. He cried with us. Um, He was empathetic for us and our situation in humanity. And so anytime we're empathetic, we're going to be growing more will be like Jesus. So let's turn this thing um, of being irritated or wondering or making making us feel defeated in, and not evangelizing, let's turn that instead into empathy and actually actually look at who people are and what they're dealing with instead of worried so much about how they were acting to what we're dealing with. You know what yeah. I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's really not about us. It's not. It's not about you at all. It's not about us at all. Mm-hmm. Right? And the more we tell ourselves that and the more we make ourselves see that, the better off we are. I agree. It has nothing to do with us. This This thing is not about us. Your Bible is not a uh, 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 what's the word a handbook for you to navigate life yeah that puts you at the center of the story it's and we're not, not the center right? it's not it's <laughs> not it's not the center of, you're not the center of the story that's not what the word is um, and your your faith in this world is also not so you can be emotionally high right that's once right. again that puts yeah. you at the center of the story right that's not what it exists for you know the fact that you have come to faith is nothing but a, a glorious reflection of how good God is. That's all it is, right? And us coming to faith brings glory to God, right? We have to always remember that. So um, try to push it. Try to push these things towards empathy. That's what I'd say as we wrap up. That's good. Well, this was great. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Good job, Steph. Thank you, and good job to you. I did pretty good hosting. <laughs> well, I didn't really host. I just asked some questions. You just asked some questions. I, I answered only them. asked one question. <laughs> Was it one? Yeah, it was just one. It was just the, the same, same question thing. over and over and over again in different Any more? Any more? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's exactly what it was. And that's okay. <laughs> I do the same thing, though. 
Well, I share your excitement right now. <laughs> I share your excitement. <laughs> Jonathan is sharing our excitement too right now. He's just doing it in his own way. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. And Steve. And Felice is really excited right now because I mentioned her own podcast. <laughs> we love you, Felice and Steve and Jonathan. We threw all kinds of names out on this one. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. And just comment with us. Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk. Yeah. All right, All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.